Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. All right, good morning, folks. Here's how markets are setting up for the day. And we are coming off the back of a slightly positive session. You've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average just edging higher, helped by post-earnings um, Disney rally and the key inflation reading showing slightly less year-over-year inflation growth than expected. So the Dow was up around 50 points or 0.2%, finishing at 35,176. The S&P 500 just slightly in the green by 0.03% to 4,469. And the Nasdaq Composite was up 0.1% at 13,738. So all three benchmarks actually were up more than 1% earlier in the session before trimming those gains. So let's unpack it with Paul Wengmuller. He is the Director of Business Development at Martin Fund Management. Paul, thank you for joining us on the show. All the way from Palm Beach, Florida. Thank you so much for having me. I'd like to add, maybe it's Financial Friday. So happy <laughs> Financial Friday to you. <laughs> yeah, lots of financial stuff we're going to get through in the next few moments. And I think the big financial number that's really on the radar right now is inflation in the U.S. What is it looking like for you when you look at numbers? We've got July consumer prices gaining 3.2%. That is less than the 3.3% that people were watching out for. What's your takeaways from the latest reading? Sure. Yeah, I, I think that yesterday's number, uh, you know, it showed that inflation is coming back in line, even though it, w- it was down a little bit. And the market really, really liked it in the beginning. But we'll, we'll talk about what happened at the end of the day later. But today we have the producer price index coming out today. And I expect something very similar. I expect it to be in line uh, with expectations also. And the, the days of surprises seem to be over for now. So it does seem that the actions by the Federal Reserve have been working. Mm. Now, with respect to Europe, I think they still have some work ahead of them, uh, which could get tricky in the winter months with energy costs being a major factor in, uh, in the consumer spending on your monthly bills. Yeah, so if you look at the numbers, it does suggest that we are making some headway, at least looking at the numbers coming down. Uh, what is likely to be the Fed policy settings? Will it be keeping rates where they are for quite some time before next year? Perhaps we could see some moves for them to start cutting again? Yeah, you know, I I think cutting is still further down the road. I think the Federal Reserve really wants to make sure they get the job done this time. They were heavily criticized uh, about a year or two ago for not raising rates uh, in step. And, you know, COVID had a lot Mm. had a lot to do with that. But with regards to predictions, they now have in their playbook, they could pause, they could raise a little bit. Um, But from going forward, I I don't think that a cut's going to be in in their in their wheelhouse, probably until next year, maybe March, uh, something like that. Okay, so looking at how inflation is playing out, what does it mean for investors for gold? I'm looking at gold prices. They're down slightly in the past day. And for a week, it's down 1%. And this, um, I suppose, is going to be in focus as we look at how investors are trying to price in inflation expectations. Absolutely. And gold, you know, in a textbook, you'll read that it's a it's a hedge against against inflation. But with regards to consumer spending, we are seeing some weakness in demand for consumer electronics. And what metal is used in these electronics? Gold. So according to the World Gold Council, the demand for gold in tech fell by 10 percent year over year and 12 percent for the quarter uh, due to weak consumer spending on these electronics. That'll be PCs, your smartphones, your laptops, etc. 
Now, on the flip side, overall demand for physical gold was strong in the second quarter, driven by investment and central bank gold buying. And that's why I always like to look at the chart and let the prices speak to me. So the December contract for the 100-ounce CME gold, it is trading under the 200-day moving average and is approaching the June low of 1940. So keep an eye on the 1920 level for support, which is a 50% retracement from the 1710 to 2030 rally that we have seen since November of 2022. So yes, you are correct. We, we've been coming off since May. Uh, it is in a short-term downtrend, but keep an eye on that $19.20 per ounce for a little bit of support level there. Yeah, there's some support if you try to draw the lines from that May low. So something to look out for in the coming days. And looking at the momentum we are seeing in the markets right now, it doesn't look like we are getting any form of a strong catalyst to lift the um, action. Uh, we are getting green on the screen, but very subdued. What do you take away from the momentum so far, which has been seeing a strong rally from some of the tech names? Absolutely. Now, in in the the Nasdaq, clearly that is tech tech led. Um, you are seeing it, it pull back a little bit. So yesterday's action in the U.S., the Dow was up 450 points at the at the high of the day, and it ended up only 45. The S and P actually fell over one percent from its highs, and it closed under 4,500, which is a big big level. When traders sell into these rallies into the close versus buying the dip, that's a sign that the tides are starting to turn. Mm. And this rally in the S&P has been intact since October of last year. 4,500 again was a big level that it pushed through confidently in July, but today we, we settled under it. Another big tool that I like to use is Fibonacci retracements. And if you draw a line from October of the lows to the high seen on July 28th, which is about 46.35. We do have the first 38.2% retracement at 4,200. Now, again, these markets are still in uptrends, but 4,200 is really important because it was a big resistance level from February all the way to June of this year. Once they cleared that 4,200, it was off to the races. Now that number has been cleared, I think it's going to become support on the way down if we do get there. Technicians know that old resistance becomes new support. Mm, Yes, S&P 500 up year-to-date by 16.8%. So perhaps some warning signs to look out for, and like you mentioned, selling into the close would be one of them to take note of. And looking at some of the tech names that have been driving this rally, Paul, uh, we've got Apple among them, NVIDIA as well. So if you look at Apple, it's up 42% year-to-date, NVIDIA is up 196% year-to-date, almost three times where it started from the beginning of the year. So do you still see some legs to go on these two stocks? Sure. And again, these are these stocks are both in uptrends, and it's okay for a little bit of the steam to run out. Uh, Apple's off about 20% from its highs, uh, closed at 178 yesterday. Now, going back to those Fibonacci levels, 170 is going to be the first stop, and that's the 38.2% level. There has been a clear break of a short-term trend line uh, from the bottom of January 1st, which is around 124, to the all-time highs of 198 on July 19th. So keep an eye on that 170 level. If you'd like to add more to your position, that's a good spot to get in. Now, NVIDIA uh, began the bull market mid-October, and that thing has also been off to the races from a low of 108 up to 480.88 in mid-July. Again, that that uptrend is still intact, uh, and it is much, much steeper than Apple. So you can expect a larger pullback in that stock and still remain in an uptrend. 
I would say 400 is healthy right there if you're looking to add to that position. Uh, still considered to be in the uptrend, and markets do love round numbers. Mm, all right, so we'll see if this continues. And look at oil, uh, which is interesting to watch because we've been talking about China quite a bit and the data coming out from that part of the world, not very encouraging when it comes to the economy. Well, how is this going to play out for the commodity space, especially for oil? You know, it's interesting. I totally agree with you, but the prices have been rallying. Uh, I remember the last time I came on the show, we did speak about the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve. And a little bit of information, the Biden administration received its first million barrel order of oil purchased a few months ago to start refilling that Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It's currently at a 40-year low. So if you're looking at a 67 to $72 range, I do think that the U.S. is, is holding up the market there. But Crude has climbed 20% since late July, and it's actually what's really doing well in the S&P 500 versus tech right now. And this is all despite showing a build on Wednesday's EIA report. Uh, you do have cuts in production. That's coming from OPEC and its allies, and that could offset the weaker demand in China. Mm. Their the monthly report shows a 2 million barrel de- uh, per day deficit. But couple this with you might have a China stimulus coming out. Uh, I do know there is, there is a little bit of information coming out with regards to the real estate market. You do have Country Garden defaulting on two interest payments on their bonds. So if China really wants to throw some stimulus in there, they definitely have the room. Uh, again, for technicians, the trend is our friend. And right now that trend is up for oil. Uh, I do remain steadfast in that 67 to $72 per barrel range. And uh, let's not forget, there is still a war going on in Europe, and winter is not that That's far right. away. So I, I would just stick with the prices and, and see where it goes. Yeah, so looking at Brent crude right now, it's trading at around $86. And for the past month, it's up nearly 10%. So we'll see if that continues in terms of momentum. All right, we've been chatting with Paul Wengmuller. He's the Director of Business Development at Martin Fund Management. Paul, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.